Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, trying to console me after whatever happened to the Pacers and their loss to the 2019 Orlando Magic last night. How's it going, Andy? You know, you went two and one. Like, so let's do silver linings. The Oklahoma City, I believe Oklahoma City may not have trailed for any, you know, substantial amount of that game. There was a little bit of a lull there in the second half where they let them back in. But then I looked back at the score and suddenly they're up by 20 again. It is indeed, as a wise man once said, a game of runs. And yeah, like, and then I looked at the end of the score. It's like, oh, they're only up by like five or six at the end. Weren't they just up by 20? NBA is annoying like that. Then basketball in general, they, there are runs and it sucks and such is life. But yeah, the Bucks first quarter was easy. The uh, Oklahoma City was easy. And the Pacers will just move on. Two and one, easy peasy. We'll move on to our, our Thursday night. Is there a decent slate tonight or not? I didn't it's look another, at the slate yet. And I noticed only a one slate. Okay. It's another three-game slate. Again, I guess TNT is still too afraid to like put these games on, but we still get stuck with the TNT-style schedule. Um, hopefully, we'll figure something out there. My Sixers are playing. That's the first game. Toronto's visiting. The Sixers are favored. There's no Joel Embiid. There's no Tobias Harris. A bunch of other people are out, and that just line makes my head hurt. I feel like the right side is the Raptors, and again, it might be having the Pacers go against me last night, that the Raptors plus money here seems almost too easy. It's a back-to-back for them, but I'm going to pass on that one. We'll talk about the Clippers again. That's the late game. And then the middle game, Indiana-Utah. I'm definitely not betting Indiana. Thought about maybe laying the points with Utah, but I don't know if, Andy, I'm necessarily in the most mentally stable, unbiased place to make a decision like that. No. So instead... We'll take the Clippers. We've got the late game here. This number is kind of on the move. Uh, poke around. I was able to get a two and a half and a little bit at three. Um, you can do basically look around. I think there should still be a three and a half somewhere. Four is probably okay. You just look at this spot for Miami. A tremendously bad rest spot for them. They played last night, lost outright to the Lakers here. Um, so this will be there. I believe it's a three and four for them. Or no, I'm sorry. It's just a back-to-back for them. No, it is. I'm sorry. Three and four, a back-to-back for them. Off two losses here, it looks like Jimmy Butler might be hurt. At the very least, they're considering resting some other guys here. So um, Butler's questionable. Tucker's questionable. Markeith Morris is questionable. Tyler Hero's questionable. Bam Adebayo has been kind of floating in and out of injury reports late the last couple of days. So you're going to have a tired, beat-up Miami Heat team here coming in against a Clippers squad that should be just fine. has been playing nice basketball. And again, as, as much as I'm down on this team and still like all the under bets I placed early in the season – this is just a great spot for them. You know, similar to kind of betting the Bulls uh, as a favorite over the Nets the other night when I talked about the idea that, you know, a lot of people are going to look at this and be like, you know, why were the Nets an underdog? Why are the Heat an underdog tonight? But that's why the schedule stuff is so important. That's why it's so important to look at the injury report and stuff like this. So Clippers minus three, play this out to four. I have it at six. Um, so let's draw the line at four. Again, a little bit of upside as, as some more of these guys come out. So get on this now again i think it's going to move and continue to move as you know butler maybe is announced out and some other guys yeah what what if uh who's the other one i remembered uh somebody in the chat who will remain well i mean he uses a pseudonym so i guess i can just say doc whatever but uh what were we going to circle and throw red lines at or red arrows at that he said it was bam and somebody else was going to be out yes um 
you're right. I forget what the other one was. But, too, too, um, many people, too many people chatted in there, and they pushed it all out. Oh, Bam and Jimmy. So yeah, Jimmy looked quick with his ankle. He's, you know, that could be tough. But, yeah, Bam is another one. He's been that, floating that was, in and out. That was my question. Day. Was, like, is that kind of built in already, or where does this number end up if Bam and – if Bam and uh, Jimmy are both out, like, does it end up at six and a half? Yeah, I think this maybe get, even gets out. If Bam and Jimmy are out, this might float out to like a seven, kind of somewhere in that range. I don't know if it'll get any deeper than that. It's, you know, generally what you have in these situations and players are questionable. Uh, what bookmakers kind of do is put the line somewhere in between where it's going to be. You know, so, so my guess is, you know, they probably already made a, two, maybe three-point adjustment, honestly, to things here so far. My guess is maybe there's another two points or so. Not that either one of them is worth that many points, but the, the both of them combined, especially if Hero's out as well, it just could be you know the three or four most important Heat players, most of them being out tonight. So sure. it could, I think, get to seven, maybe even deeper than that, but it, it's always hard to tell. All right. No, I'm just kind of curious what they're worth and if some of that was kind of built in already, if they were taking a semi-middle sitting on the fence position, thinking there might be some rest. I got you. Yeah. Just just trying to ed educate my brain. And I like also, it. Since we're, well, and since we're recording and streaming this, other people can listen in while we're doing it. Uh, yeah, Tannis, are we, are we going back to Austria? I didn't know. Well, that. I didn't know we are. Um, but continuing the theme of finding out injuries and weird stuff yeah. as things are going on, it appears Miss Halep has withdrawn from this tournament early this morning. Um, <laughs> poke around. Take a look. I don't think that everybody necessarily knows that this has happened yet. Um, you may or may not even be able to get a, uh, a nice price on some futures markets that are still open. So um, don't play this bet. This match is not going to happen. Halep is out of the tournament, it looks like. Did like the over there, but but we'll have to skip that one there. Poke around, see if any of your books are a little bit lazy. They'll have some futures open. Grab some Christian. She's 14 to 1. It looks like she'll be in the final. Worst case, you know, we've got a number that we can hedge out very easily there. Not sure what happens here with Danielle Collins or Allison Risk, but we got Christian. It looks like 14 to 1 walking into the final here. So go ahead and take some bad futures at books that uh, you don't really maybe care about keeping. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's similar to some of the things you see uh, some early in January. This happened in like three times, I feel like this happened before we even got to the players. If anyone remembers some of these things in golf, where you have a, a big golf market, which obviously has a big overround, a big hold anyway, and sucks. But when you ended up, uh, I believe John Rahm was like a five, six to one favorite in a tournament that had, you know, 150 men in it. He ended up withdrawing, and of course, the books need to adjust, take his massive win probability and, you know, a, apply it to some other people. So everyone's odds will drop, but nobody does it right away. It doesn't just drop off the board instantly. I don't think they're too worried about getting hurt too bad. Cause again, they're sitting there with a the 40% hold and nothing's right. going to hurt them. So it's kind of the same situation here with the tennis, you know, you've got an hour or two maybe to kind of mess around and see if you can find some futures and you recommended Christian. Yeah. All right, do it up. So yeah, Christian again, because you're going to basically get somebody at double digits who's going to be in the semi. It's going to be in the final. If it's risk, you know that, that'll be a nice hedge. Even if it's Collins, you know that she's going to be minus three hundred, somewhere in that range. So I like it. I'm down. Um, football, football. We got football. It is Thursday night. Might as well have some football. Yeah. I'm going to play a teaser. I went over all the teaser legs yesterday. Some are worse than others. 
Wait, hold on. What is going on here? The uh, the Browns have a uh, a logo that's an elf of some sort. It's a brownie. Oh, um, a brownie is a small mythical creature in the in the realm of elves, dwarves, pixies, sprites, and other things. Wow, um, I had no idea. Yeah, so that that logo is old. That's from like the fifties. This was a power, and you know, people who want to shit on the Browns because they haven't been good since like the eighties. This was a powerhouse team back in the uh back in the 50s jim brown and then they, they moved to baltimore of championships Somebody <laughs> says, seems racist against, against who like i'm not sure who they the uh the fighting irish guy is more racist than this guy he's just a cute it's just guy. creepy i just don't like it yeah Bra- brownie it, it, it's this like could feel like one of those really old looney tunes cartoons that yeah like, i mean it's like a quite figured it out yet look at it google brownie and uh either way and the ravens just have a nice logo with the maryland flag in it which is a beautiful flag either way i'm giving away the spoiler if you're listening to this <laughs> in podcast form it is the ravens and browns anyone who's watching can see it on the screen already ravens tonight that's why i'm doing this teaser a little early i am using the thursday night football game minus seven and a half using a six point teaser please please try to find a book that gives you this at minus 110 it's a lot tougher to get this to win long term if you're paying minus 120 minus 141 at some places but ravens minus one and a half browns plus eight and a half six point teaser both of these are lower totals i like both of these teams as far as if i had to bet a side just straight up i would use both these teams i like both of these defenses not that the ravens defense has been good this year but i like their matchup against the uh, miami tonight i definitely like the browns defense against a bad offensive line in new england and a rookie quarterback despite the fact that uh, they are facing a, a decent head coach and a good program so ravens minus one and a half browns plus eight and a half minus one ten six point teaser and probably not the last teaser i play this weekend I like that. it's we talked about it yesterday. It's it's a teaser weekend. I like that. I'm gonna go in and I'll tail this one. I think I'm gonna have the Ravens and a bunch of stuff. This just feels like a really nice Probably. spot for them, doesn't it? It it kind of really does. Like it's it's maybe one of my favorite they're they're gonna lose this game by 30 because it's my favorite teaser leg in quite a while. So I that's my main one. I did combine it with a bunch of other ones for smaller stakes. So adjust your bets accordingly. It's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, and you know, it's always good to have a little teaser going in here. What else should we do? Is there anything else should we we should be betting? Uh, I think we should probably see who scores first. And if it's chalky, I won't even feel as bad because I think we're gonna. Who is the chalk in first touchdown score? I haven't looked at the market yet, Alex. Well, it's uh, we're gonna talk about that. One. It's one of the rare opportunities where I went and looked at everything, Andy and. Things were really clear, but instead of having some first touchdown score numbers where, you know, normally we've got some four to one, some five to one, some six to ones sitting at the very top of the market. Now, some places he is six to one, but there's still some plus 800, some eight to ones out there. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson, again, normally someone that is like five to one or worse. Now, he has only scored a rushing touchdown in one game. Um, you know, it, and scored two in those. So it's been quite some time, but you look at this game, there is a very high concentration and kind of red zone opportunities and targets in this game. Lamar Jackson just takes up an absolute ton of those. Um, you look through yeah. here, the next guy up in terms of red zone opportunities, 
Again, we like tight ends here quite a bit. This is just a nice kind of off-market number here for Andrews. He's usually 8-1 to one or less, which is generally where he should be. Look around. There's some 9-1s or better. Try to avoid the 8. Stick with the 9. Again, you look at it. Lamar Jackson gets a ton um, of running opportunities, and Mark Andrews is really the only name, kind of besides Hollywood Brown that soaks up some red zone targets, but he even gets more. Um, and then the other Ravens receiver I like quite a bit. We'll jump down to the, there to the bottom real quick. Uh, Bateman here. Um, I think that the books are just a little bit slow to catch up to the rookie who had some injury problems and came in here a little bit late. Has kind of stepped in and taken some targets from a guy like Devin Duvernay, who was fun to play in this market at a big number. Um, just immediately jumped up the list here. Is you know getting six to eight targets a game. His last couple games is starting to climb up the board here a little bit um, in the red zone target share. But I think again they're just a little slow reacting to that. Poke around. I think this at sixteen to one or better is a good number, and you can find that a couple places. Your best number being. 18 to 1. Um, Miles Gaskin here as we get to the Dolphins. Um, again, this one's a little off market. There's some eights out there, some nines. I think anything double digits is good here. Um, easily the leader in rushing attempts in terms of the red zone, especially the last few weeks for the Dolphins, but also top two in terms of red zone targets. The top, the number one player in red zone targets, Andy, Waddle. You look down there, I mean, basically once they get down to the, the red zone, they're looking for Waddle. They're either throwing to Gaskin or running the ball, just feeding a lot of targets his way. So, you know, some smaller numbers than you that we're used to seeing. I looked, you know, there was really no big names here. A little disappointed that I don't think we're 100% sure who's going to be the quarterback here at the Dolphins. If it is Tua, if that gets announced, look around. Anything 30-1 to 1 on, or better on him is worth a look. If it is Brissett. Try to look for 25 to 1 or better. But yeah. at this point, because I don't know, I can't advise either one. But I don't think that books are necessarily be super quick to update or adjust those. So look around. Try to get an idea for what you have. And as soon as the news comes out, see if you can grab some of that. And they, uh, there's a, uh, a stat being – not a stat, a term being thrown around in the chat. I think I first saw it. Same guy probably originated it in the golf Slack chat over there is if you if you lose this one – Obviously, you had to place it with another leg. I chose the Browns among other teams. You just take all those teams and mash them together. And uh, when you do a bunch of Wongs, you call it the Wong Burger. And when you do this and you have to chase your losses, it's the Wong Burger Gale, like as in the the Martin Gale. So it's it's a pretty easy system, guys. We're just gonna we're not gonna worry about this one too much because this one's coming in, I think for sure. And uh, somebody brings up Tyson Williams in the chat. I looked at him a little too. Just hasn't got um he's gotten one he doesn't have the workload yeah yeah he just he's only had one red zone look in the last five games it's just i like i like what they're doing but the fact that they brought in all these old running backs and they're giving weird amounts of red zone looks like Le'Veon and devonta freeman got three red zone looks last week and uh the fact that they're doing it with old running backs is goofy um a good point you brought up was the um Rashad Bateman, Minnesota golfer, by the way, very good player. That was a nice draft pick. I like that by them. It really sucked that he was injured at the beginning of the year because that was a big concern. Like they needed to get this passing game to catch up with what they were doing in the running game. And then obviously every running back got hurt anyway. So things ended up a little wonky, although this team is sitting in the two seed right now. So I guess they handled it pretty well by signing old, old, old running backs and somehow making it work. But Marquise Brown is still their number one. And like you mentioned, Rashad Bateman's back. He's not taking workload from Brown. He's not taking target shares from Brown. He's taking it from Devin Duvernay. 
I feel like a fantasy nerd when we start talking about this sort of thing, but like, that's kind of what has happened with this. Like he's not going to, he's not going to take food off the number one's plate. So the fact that Marquise is sitting at four receptions, I like this one quite a bit in my price picks entry over four receptions for Marquise. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not something he does less than, I think he's, he's had fewer than four receptions in one game all season and his target share has just been nice they are they did run a little more but they still had plenty of targets to go around last week and he's obviously going to get his if he's not doing it like that one horse game from earlier in the year where he dropped a bunch of balls i think we're going to be just fine here and on the other side of the ball the ravens i mentioned the defense is good enough for me to not care about uh you know worry about too many things and getting backdoored out of a long teaser here but this this is a very bad defense against uh, tight ends, which hopefully maybe maybe it does work out for anyone who's playing tight end props. In fact, there are, there are a few tight ends over in uh, you got Durham Smythe and Adam Sheehan Shaheen Shaheen Shaheen. I never know how to say that guy's name. He only gets his name called like once or twice a game. But both of those guys are set at eight point five reception yards at price picks right now. I don't mind taking some punts on those either, but I use Gasecki over 50 and a half here. They are the second or first worst team against tight ends for the season so far, depending which metric you look at. They've been giving up gobs of yards over the middle to the tight ends. Miami is somebody who is going to target those um, more aggressively than other teams as well. So Gasecki over 50 and a half yards, power play, if get both these right three to one on my money that's what we're I after like and if you want to play along promo code bbb and you can get yourself some instant deposit money and as well as that the instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars if you do an entry tonight <clears throat> for new users and especially those in maryland where baltimore is based out of if my geography is correct they're, uh, they're a new state that Price Picks has just recently become offered in. So if you live in Maryland and you thought you couldn't play, you actually can now. I was uh, alerted to that the other week. But if you are placing a ball the first Miami entry, you get a free 25 bucks on top of the deposit bonus if Lamar completes a pass, which uh, I think he will, especially since I, I did say that uh, Hollywood Brown is going to have at least four catches tonight. All the promo codes, it's all the same. It all goes to the same place. We just want to get you some free money. Thanks for watching. Hit the thumbs up. Thanks for hanging out. Glad we could help you out with some uh, picks and analysis today. Hopefully the NBA stays hot for you. Big Al, and uh, hopefully football goes fun tonight. Let's do it, people. Let's do it.